Welcome to The Story Tinker, a place for in-depth analysis of stories, including Midnight Poppyland, Purple Hyacinth, and more. Co-hosted by sharp, witty, and dare I say, thirsty fans, we dive deep into every episode, analyzing character, relationship development, and so many theories. You can follow The Story Tinker right here on YouTube, as well as all podcast platforms. You can also follow The Story Tinker on Instagram and Facebook. For bonus content, sneak peeks, and more, you can support The Story Tinker on Patreon. If you like what you see, please like and subscribe. Thank you for listening to The Story Tinker, and let's get started. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 101 of the Purple Hyacinth podcast called Scarce Seconds, and we're with Fu and Emma. Hello. Hello. Okay, and before we start, we just have to first express our emotional state, I guess. It was your, what was your emotional state when reading this or when finishing this? Panic, numbness, like, and then just sadness. I was just like, I still over it. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I was just jaded the entire time. What? Food? Really? You weren't moved at all? I mean, I theorized that Lucas was going to, I thought Lucas was going to be the one to come in and shoot Ratman. So, like, I was like, okay, that was right. And then I was like, I guess one of them has to get hurt at some point. I was surprised when Lucas got shot, but like, I just, I don't know. I thought it would be one of the four. I'm just like, okay. I mean, it's better than the other episodes. It is a really good episode. I will give it that. I'm just tired. <laughs> but like, yeah. Maybe that's one week for you. Stuff actually paid off. I mean, kind of. Like when I saw that it was Lucas who shot Ratman, I was like, and you made me think Kiwi was going to die for what? I was like, okay. I was like, uh, kind of pays off, but it really does pay off. Isn't kind it of funny that this yeah, just shows good. that we cannot trust Soph and F anymore? I mean, more than we already don't. Uh, Soph has said this was going to be an important character. She was like, yeah, this is new. this is a new important character. Um, and then... Yeah. Right away. I'm so disappointed. Yeah. I was on that stream and we made like a 16-page document of like potential names for him. <laughs> like, he doesn't even have a name. But let's get into it. Um... Yeah, I actually had to like, I even paused while I was reading it because I was like, oh my God, I can't continue. I was like, I like shut my phone <laughs> for like a minute. So, okay. So we started off with our uh, Lauren with the blood on her, you know, on her eyes, on her face. And last time we were like, what happened? And now we find out, um, as who correctly theorized, we see, I will not call him Ratman because that is disrespectful. I will call him Dilf. That's a very respectful term. <laughs> Mindy, do you know what Dilf means? Yeah, I do. It is very appropriate. Okay, he's my age. He's like almost my age. He's if he's forty. Sure. Okay. 30. <laughs> very handsome. Yeah, he is a Dilf. <laughs> so, Dilfy boy, <laughs> poor guy. Oh my god, Mindy, I can't take you seriously with you saying Dilf. I can't either. I don't. I can't either. Okay, so some people have called him Cal, so fine, we can call him Cal. Cal is going down. He has gotten shot, and um, there's his blood is splattering all over Lauren. He falls down. There's a done. There's this beautiful panel of like Will and Kim standing up. Will is completely shocked. Lauren is like standing, is, like sitting on the floor with her little like chibi face, and and Mr. Cal is dead. <laughs> and that's the end of our hopes and dreams for 
we had a whole theory. I thought for sure Kieran knows him. And I was like, he abused, he's the one who abused Kieran, who kidnapped him as a kid. Maybe he, some people said maybe he trained him, but all our theories are down the drain. I like the theory of him uh, being the friend that Kieran had, the one that, that could get them bodies and stuff. Cause it, you know, he seems like he would, he works with Phantom Size. Seems like it'd be perfect, especially when So said he was going to be an important character. And then maybe they're lying to us again. Maybe he really is an important character, and we're just going to have it all in flashbacks. Like, or maybe, maybe. he's not dead. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like Ratman gives me like the sense he gives. He feels like this is when Sake was supposed to originally die. That's what he gives me the vibes of. Like, that's what I feel like. I feel like this is the moment where Sake was supposed to originally die because Sake was, like, such an important character that, like, he and he was killed off in, like, the 22nd episode, right, of the season. Something like and that, yeah. I feel like maybe, like, this is where he was supposed to go, but then they later decided that actually let's kill him off earlier because it better serves the plot this way and I I think it maybe it was around this time where they were starting to really focus more on Belladonna which is why she ended up killing Sake because you know 20 episodes later and we have Darcy so like just thinking about like the pace at which F would be like plotting out these things and writing them and I don't know I I kind of assumed that like something as important like that would have been plotted out like way in advance but I don't actually know their writing process and how much they have. Yeah, because like Ratman was literally here for like what five panels. I just <laughs> it feels weird because it feels like there was so much significance placed on this character, especially with the way that they were introduced. That I just I don't know. I feel I felt like they had a bigger role to play, and so in my mind, all I can think of is Tim's sake. Like it was. Tim Sake, who is supposed to come to this point or something. Maybe it's just, like, the lighting that he was given. He was mm-hmm. given, given such a, like, big panel, it seems like. Like, such such a well-rendered panel that wasn't, like, that was, seemed, like, fitting for a character that was going to be important. He has a character design, like, he sketched out. Um, every other fighter in this scene is just, like, a blur. Like, they have a generic uniform and, like, we don't see their faces um we've seen obviously some faces of like the ps movers they kind of do have more of a character design but yeah we we were duped (laughs) but yeah who knows maybe maybe he will be flashbacked and we'll find out more (laughs) or maybe not so anyway at this point um lauren picks up a gun that's on the floor and she shoots the nearest phantom scythe member in the chest looks like from the floor and then the another phantom scythe member gets shot while looking, Lauren's looking behind her and she's wondering, who is it? And by the way, yeah, like I had to, I read this already a couple times and it took me a while to figure out what was flying. Yeah, I still, I reread it four times that night, which is a lot for me. I normally read it once or twice, maybe, mm-hmm. but I had to read it four times slowly <laughs> to process what was happening. Yeah, it's um, very actiony. And like, there's, you know, all the smoke and like the lighting and yeah, it's hazy. So who is the person who has been shooting? And we see this guy from on top and it's none other than Mr. Lucas Randall. (laughs) I am glad. I'm glad he's getting his moment because he is underappreciated. He deserves it. 
absolute king moment right there. This is like him and his element. He gets to shoot people and kill people. He's always talking about it. Now he finally gets to do it. Something I love about PH is how it makes like, it may just be me, but like, I feel like all of my favorite characters are never any of the 04. Like, I liked Lauren, but then I liked Bella more. And, yeah, to be you know, honest, Dorothy yeah. and Lucas, like, I mean, the 04 is great. Like, not taking away credit for them. Like, they're awesome. But the side characters just hit different. <laughs> I, to be honest, I agree with you. Like, Bella is one of my favorite characters almost all time. I just love the ideas that could come from her and just backstory and well and thought out stuff. And I'm, you know, not taking any of that away from the 04. I love them so much. But just the side characters in this webtoon are just so well done. That's wonderful when every single character has like a personality and a backstory. It's great. And a conflict. <laughs> so Lucas at this point, first of all, he looks amazing. This is, uh, you know, the classic like hero to the rescue pose. He looks badass. He's got this helmet on. Somebody commented that he's the only guy who could wear this helmet and look cool. <laughs> um, I agree with that. <laughs> he looks great. And it's, he's, I really do think he's in his element. Um, we don't know too much about Lucas. I don't know how much of his grumpy act is like an act and how much is, is genuine, but you know, he's, he's doing well. And now he, he, you know, is, is uh, nervous. And he said, yells, take cover as he sees people. And Lauren also turns around to see what's happening. And they see one of people shooting at them. It looks like, again, it's kind of hard to tell, but Lucas is on top of the, he's on the second floor. He's on like this metal catwalk, I think it's called. And um, on top of a container. And Lauren grabs Kieran, it looks like, while they're being shot at. Again, right? This is like kind of deciphering what's happening. And Will and Kim run to one side and they kind of do this back flip or front flip. And Kieran and Lauren run to the other side while they're being shot at. And Kim at this point says, Randall, did you bring more equipment out of ammo? And he throws her um, a container of ammunition, lands on her feet, and he yells, go. And Kim smiles. She has a little smile. She's so excited because we know who is a good sharpshooter. This is like Kim and her element right here. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure that she doesn't enjoy, you know, killing people, but... If this is anywhere where she would be, where she would really excel at, it's right here. Mm-hmm. Kim is literally OP with a gun. <laughs> like, yeah. I feel like, you know, I think uh, Kim, I think Kim got like scared there for a moment because, like, you know, she is being held at gunpoint and it has been like, pretty stressful for her since like you know she had to arrest loon and go after who she is assuming is lauren right so i think lucas coming back has brought a lot of a lot more energy to this arc like you know lucas being able to save them and i don't know i feel where the pace is a bit staggering i feel like now stuff is actually ramping up I mean, he also probably gave them morale. I mean, she thought she was, they thought they were going to get shot. And now, you know, they have someone coming to rescue them. 
So she, you know, loads her gun and steps out and is shooting at people from behind the container. And we have four people coming. She shoots them all. And we see she doesn't really seem to be shooting to kill. Like she's not shooting at their head or neck. She's shooting at their shoulders, basically. And I think some in her in their legs as well. <laughs> I think that she is not shooting to kill. And this also proves how much how good she is, how well aimed she is. Because you can see how all of these places are in places that are not going to kill them. It may injure them. They may, you know, walk with a limp or have a weaker arm, but it's not going to kill them. And you can kind of see how much skill she has in being able to avoid hitting areas that will kill them. It's probably also police training, since I'm, I'm assuming if it's something like today, like they're trying to, they try to train them to shoot, to disarm rather than to kill. Although, honestly, if I was highly overpowered, like, uh, I'm pretty sure I would try to shoot to kill, you know, if in, if I was in a situation where there were, like, 50 of them and three of us, you know, like, or, so, I don't know if I agree with that choice, especially since I know they're PS people, but, but anywho, but yeah, she doesn't, it's not shooting to kill, and she wonders, where's the APD, how long could it take to get in here, and the fact that this is kind of asked, she asked this last time also, I do wonder if it's setting us up to be suspicious of something, because I feel like if it was just, like, either it's showing like she's stressed out she's like where are they where are they where are they or like I'm like "Mm, is it is it trying to tell us that like there was a delay on purpose I don't think so that doesn't seem to be like because we see Herman outside and he's going in and like I don't think there is a suspicious delay but I don't know these sentences make me think otherwise what do you think that is for sure possible it's known that there are spies in the Phantom Scythe or in the police office from the side so uh someone intentionally messing stuff up you know but also the thing is with the uh, storm that was happening that cut off the uh the message i mean there's no way that you know there's no way they they would have known that it would take longer especially since communication is probably more spotty yeah Honestly, I'm not sure if it's the story being self-aware or if it's the story hinting to something because, like, I don't know, it it feels like it's being self-aware because there were some pacing issues in the arc, like, in the episodes <laughs> before funny. this. So it's like a fourth wall thing, like an internal joke. Yeah, <laughs> like, I could see that, but I'm not sure. So. Anyway, so she's looking and trying to find them. And then we hear she's um, from the, looks like this kind kind of like giant garage door entrance. We hear three, two, while there's PS people there, one breach and the door, you know, I guess is open somehow. And we have the APD right out there. They have these long shields and looks like there's a significant number of them. Like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven that I see so far. And... And we see um, the PS people behind crates are shooting at them. And somebody from the Phantom, from the APD says, return fire. And you see him announce it's a guy. We don't know him. He's not someone we know. He is screaming into a radio. Remember, priority to, is to retrieve Liddell, Hawks, and Randall. Don't bother with. And presumably he was going to say moon, except he got shot in the head. So. I'm not, wait, is it Herman? I'm not no. sure if that's, it looks too young to be Herman. Yeah, because people were saying it was Herman. I was like, that's Herman? If it's Herman, 
way too young. I feel like he, I think he had a, I feel like he had like a beard. Yeah, exactly. Beard lines, yeah. much more ang- angular. Bigger, more pronounced eyebrows. So uh, this unfortunate person in, is probably not going to make a uh, wound to the head, forehead. So mm-hmm. now we have a very long, like horizontal shot, and superimposed over that are some vignettes. So we see um, a bunch Lucas. of hands. Hmm? That's in the first panel. I think that's Lucas. I can't tell. Yes, Lucas. So right, the first the first little shot on top is Lucas shooting PS people on bottom, and then in the middle we have Lauren and Karen. Uh, sorry, Wim, Will and Kim saying there's so many of them, and then in the bottom we have Kieran and Lauren, and Kieran warning Lauren on your six, and all throughout that we see like the whole um, kind of the uh, cutout of the of the warehouse. We see Phantom Side people, Lucas on top, and right beneath them is Kim and Will. And there's more phantom side shooting at them from both sides, more phantom side people. And then on the other side of the warehouse, so presumably towards the back, we have Kim and, and sorry, Kieran and Lauren. I'm getting all my names mixed up. And, oh, hmm? sorry. It's, it's such a good shot. Like the, like the composition and like, you know, the black and white and then the people in red, like beautiful. I love it. Absolutely. My favorite panels, one of my favorite panels of the whole webtoon so far. I just love seeing, like, it's one thing to see the action panels, and then it's another thing to see it all stretched out, seeing where everyone is and how it's all playing out, even if it's just for one panel like this. Actually, sorry, I think that Bill, Kim and Will are more towards the back. And Karen and Lauren are in the middle because I think the APD is coming in from the front. And we see them. Anyway, I don't think, I don't know if it makes that much of a difference, but <laughs> so yes, the APD shield people. Yeah, okay, they're in from the front because the PS guy says APD breach at front door. Because I do remember there were nitrous, because the only significance I think it would have is because Herman, I know, split them up into two groups. And he, I think the nitro was in the loading dock, which was in the front. I'm trying to remember. Anyway whatever i don't know if it's that important i'm sure if if there's a massive explosion we'll we'll know <laughs> and the apd people are saying push forward we can't give up ground oh my God, this, is, this just sounds awful i'm very happy i am not one of those people that's all i'm saying <laughs> just sounds awful and now we have a view from the outside we see this guy with orange hair an apd guy you know, he has had, he's taken out a medical kit and he is hovering over the guy who probably just got shot. And he says, chiefs and clear, do you copy? We need reinforcements immediately. And, you know, meanwhile, the people there are, are at the front door. We see them ta-ta-ta, right? They're being shot at. And then we see a boom because it seems somebody has thrown a nitroglycerin bottle out towards the yard and it has exploded. They're using the nitroglycerin pretty much as, as bombs right now. And it's probably going to work. Though I imagine it's probably pretty expensive. I mean, they were using it to probably to use all at once to blow something really big up. And I'm wondering how much of this they're going to use and if it would even make a significant like change in the amount, in the amount of the explosion for later on, assuming that that does happen. 
they said that the amount that the explosion is going to be make you know the ATST look like like a sparkle or something. So I think that the amount of nitrogen cement they they have for that is like ginormous because this this like one bottle is enough for like I don't know one hundredth of ATST maybe you know we don't know exactly how much how big ATST was, but um, I think they have a lot of nitrogen cement. Yeah, I mean I I think the ATST was way bigger than um a hundred bottles. I'd definitely say like that explosion stretched to the sky it's probably like but if the if blowing up a train station is supposed to look like a sparkler compared to like what's to come they're probably blowing up an entire precinct if not like maybe like a massive like area of the artalis map possibly very possibly the uh the redcliffe ball that's planning on happening two days after like the final shipment um that's a possibility they could blow that up there would be for sure a lot of richer noble people there as well as possibly the royalty mm-hmm. it'd be a good way to take them all out at once because like it's they're all in one place and we and redcliffe is most likely an apostle um it would work he can make all those plans get everyone there and just not show up. Yep. What I worry is he would be expected to show up and people are likely to like just by the nature of parties to like trickle in, right? I used to be like wondering if like would Radcliffe do that to his house because like he seems to value money. I feel like he would do it to erase himself of suspicion, but I'm not sure if he would blow up the house and the Pantheon because the Pantheon is also supposed to be there. And the Pantheon are his money makers. So, I didn't know the Pantheon's supposed to be there. Hmm? I think that it's said that they were going to perform at the uh, the party. Yeah, that's funny. So... That's... <laughs> I originally thought that, and then we we just did the episode where where Lauren is like looking at the tickets. Anyway, so I was like not sure if the ball and the, the if the circus was supposed to perform at the ball or not. Anyway, okay, doesn't matter. <laughs> So, um, this explosion—do you think it killed this this guy and the and the captain or whatever, or is it too far away? Um, that one. Let me see. The one that they threw out the window there. I don't think it killed the the person, the medic over there. I don't think it killed them, but uh, very possibly killed other people down there. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that second picture, I wasn't sure if that was like a second explosion or if that was supposed to just be the same one that they had just thrown. Either way, I don't see the truck behind it or the uh, whatever their car, wherever they're standing behind. So I don't, I think it may be the same one or either way it didn't hit the, didn't hit them, but. From the back though, maybe it's because the whole view looks different. So maybe there's one in the front and one in the back. Okay whatever they're trying to kill people that's that's what we know and lauren and kieran are behind some boxes lauren is shooting kieran's kind of like leaning back against the the crates and it's possible that again he's experiencing like fatigue and he he does kind of look like he's not doing that great he you know he's leaning back and his eyes are shut and he says we have to get out of here i mean we know that he was pretty badly injured very recently those the, I'm sure that those are some pretty deep wounds. 
and they probably were not healed enough to not open up with all of this physical action. Yeah. Yep. Kieran, it's very convenient of you for your injuries to be coming back after they were gone for quite a few episodes. Like, out of all the times, you just conveniently chose now. Are you blaming Kieran for something? Maybe. When is she not, though? This is your betrayal theory coming. I thought we I thought we established that this cannot be happening. It's not the betrayal. It's just Kieran being very convenient in his timing. I don't like that one. <laughs> Kieran is a wounded man. My husband always says wounded Mandarin. <laughs> he's a wounded Mandarin and he just have have summed up, he's like pushing himself and he's just but you know collapsing in between the adrenaline rushes. And Lauren turns to him and says, we can't just run away in the middle of a fight. My colleagues are out there. And Kieran's like, not sure if they'll still consider you one if they get your hands on you while you're here. And that's true. And I'm still wondering, I'm like, is this, is this whole art going to end with people really not knowing who, who Moon is and Kieran and Lauren just coming back to the office pretending everything is totally okay? Like, is that really going to happen? At this point, Kim knows will either suspects or Kim will most likely tell him I mean Kim already told him that she suspects Lauren if they all get out of this alive Kim will most likely tell Will uh, I think that if they do end up going back to the office um, there's going to be some very tense very dense tense moments between them I also want to see how is Lauren supposed to do her job with it like a bullet in her arm right because she gets shot later on i'm pretty sure so i'm like lauren how are you going back to your like job without raising suspicion about your suddenly shot arm especially (laughs) if the police realize one of the loon members was shot in the arm lauren explain also lauren why aren't you helping your like why aren't you helping the police right now they could really be using your abilities like are the police gonna like be spiteful and petty to her when she goes back? Because they're like, Lauren, where were you? We were like literally dying, and you were what hanging out with your boyfriend? I feel like Kim, for the hell of it, if she figured out that Lauren was shot in the arm in the precinct, would just give her like a very friendly, playful, just <laughs> just a slap to the arm, and I feel like she would do it. I feel like so, she would. So I I do think, by the way, I think that the story against my better like judgment is still going to continue with the vein that they don't know for sure that she's loon because I was like oh they for, she must for sure recognize her the eyes the you know the posture the kicking but at the end of the day Kim said oh I'm not sure it was too dark and then even when she is trying to unmask her, she's like I wish I, I hope I'm wrong and she's still I think the story is trying to say like she still isn't sure and giving us an out which I'm like shocked that this could even be logically possible, but I do think that's what the story is trying to like present to us. I feel like at this point, Kim is trying to convince herself that it's not Lauren. I feel like she does know and she's just, she's just doing everything that she can to convince Mm -hmm. herself it's not her. And I mean, even though it's, you know, she, she, she's only been friends with her for, I think three years at this point, but like, they're close i feel like she has most of it figured out by now and like 
even she may like have her suspicions confirmed after this assuming they make it out alive asking lauren where she was that night like there's no way that lauren as an officer would not have heard the uh need for help that night she probably i think that if kim does not fully fully believe now she will find that she will put stuff together soon that's the thing i think that if um if you're on duty you have the radio with you but we know that like when lauren was called for the emergency like way back on the early episodes they they called her at her home number so i don't know if she necessarily would have expected to have her radio if she's not on shift that night but eh, they may have called her home number so i have a feeling that that's something we'll find out because especially because Sinclair, um, chief sinclair was mentioned so you know they were contacting him uh, he lives in the house that she's supposed to be in so i think they'll we'll come back around to this yeah i'm like yeah it's weird because the police deal with a lot of loon incidents and yet like they should know why like lauren is never there with them dealing with loon so i'm like shouldn't the police be like super sus of her at this point because you know it can't be harvey it can't be kim or will because like you know they've all been at the scene of loon so like by just trial of elimination shouldn't it be lord (laughs) i feel like there's such an easy way for her to get out of that if they just with kieran plan a thing where you know they find someone else and just kieran goes and tells the you know tells the person to say that there's two people lauren because with them it would put a lot of blame off of herself get her off the suspicion list but yeah i mean that's assuming they even make it out of this not suspected or found out yeah <laughs> now <clears throat> we have a marvelous sequence and even if we'll, we'll join us in something i'm positive of this because kieran you know, has this like oh, exclamation point and he looks at Lauren he's like shit Lauren you're bleeding and he reaches out his hand to like gently touch her ear or I don't know if he's actually touching it but he's very very close and it's so sweet and adorable and endearing and he cares and there's another shot of just his worried eyes looking at Lauren and Lauren's kind of shocked like her eyes open wide and she's like and then she frowns because she's not comfortable receiving affection and she's surprised I think at Kieran being concerned about her and she said I'm fine don't worry that's not my blood well at least half of it I think so y'all how much did your heart melt during this interaction you could say it zero. normally would have it normally would have except for that I was kind of freaking out about the uh, adrenaline of a new episode as well as the uh, panic though i was reading through it i did like this part a lot mm-hmm. also, the way that's not the bare minimum <laughs> that's, that's true like i'm just saying like yes it's endearing but she's also bleeding from what appears to be the head i like yeah. i think anyone would be concerned <laughs> if someone was bleeding from their head like you know right above their head too because like it like there's blood dripping down her face like like if you didn't know that was someone else's blood you would assume they got shot in the head like <laughs> concerning <laughs> so well, i mean here, kieran here. definitely has experience with other people's blood on his face there have been many panels that we have seen of him 
all bloodied up and it is not his blood so he does know about that stuff also just some appreciation for the way appreciation for the way that Soph draws eyes yeah I love how they shine I love how they sparkle and they pop out in every single panel especially the up close ones I just love it like the like the dark colors with with the shadows and the masks and then there's just like the bright blue and the bright yellow and I love it I actually look green here they also look green in 93 in the cave so I know my eyes always look green in when I'm wearing green or when different settings really they're blue so yeah I appreciate the fact that they like recognize that people's eye colors look different in different lights it's also nice to see him with green eyes because it's also very pretty (laughs) anyway this scene is so wonderful and I'm so happy that Kieran yes it's bare minimum but also like he reaches out his hand that's that's the next level that's next step you know to like either maybe touch her or sort of touch her or almost touch her um closer than he got in episode 93 so yes i'm not gonna lie i am proud of the development that lauren is even letting him get close enough i am glad that it's developing though i hope they're standing super uh, close too yeah i'm I'm glad that stuff is developing and getting better though i I just am hoping that it does not end up happening too fast yeah i was like oh because like i i mean i thought there were some pacing issues with the relationship because like i thought it was going kind of quickly because like you know the main episodes we had for them were like 81 then 83 84 93 and then the and then like a couple like episodes of them working together right in the factory and then this and it's like oh I'm surprised Lauren didn't say something snarky or something. I think honestly in this situation it would be like I would not say something snarky. I, I don't know. It's just I don't know, but like I feel like it's way too much stress to like bother yeah. with snark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. so- we love this we're so excited but their romantic moment is ruined it is ruined by somebody shooting and they are ostensibly aiming at kieran and lauren pushes kieran aside and shoots at the guy yes so you see wait boo you said you wanted to see lauren save kieran and here she does it okay but i need her to save i need them to be on like equal leveling like he's like on a mountain she's like on a rock on like where on how many times that they've saved one another i want a big i want like a big savior because i yeah as much as i you know appreciate them looking out for each other i want lauren to save kieran in like i mean this is like a big way you know he could have died but like you know i want him to save i want her to save him in like a super big way where it's like yeah not just like a casual you know shoving aside and Mm -hmm. but like a really big you know saving him from very very near death yeah there needs to be emphasis on it there's not emphasis there's not a lot of emphasis on this where it's in the many instances where Karen has saved her like you know when he killed that um thug on the rooftop like an entire cliffhanger of emphasis there and like when he like yeeted her out of the onslow closet thing a lot of emphasis there too like 
yeah, you're right. I don't think this counts as quite big. But you know, what I thought was gonna happen in this arc was that Kieran was like gonna collapse and Lauren was gonna like carry him, whatever. But like given the fact that she got shot at the end of this episode, I don't know if that's gonna happen anymore. Yeah, I was like, wait, come on. I swear, if Kieran has to carry her, <laughs> I will I will be upset because I want her to carry him. Yeah. She's stronger on. than she looks. We've already she is been stronger than she looks. She is stronger than she looks, and I want her to carry him. Oh my that god. Be okay, thing. wait, guys. Stop so, <laughs> guys, season one, Lauren cuts her arm, gets carried by Kieran. Season two, Lauren gets shot in her arm, gets carried by Kieran. Season three, Lauren loses her arm. Oh, no. Don't, no. Don't. You have to stop. Look, this is not correct. I'm noticing a pattern here. You're making a pattern. You're inventing it. it You're gonna make a pattern. Don't do it. I'm not inventing a pattern. It's happened twice. Okay. How about how about twice over two seasons? That is a hundred percent like accuracy rate right there. The carrying part didn't happen yet. No one carried Lauren right now yet. Yeah. But we're theorizing it might happen. Okay. How about theorizing is not the same thing as happening. How about season it, one? It Lauren gets happen. cut in the arm. Season two, Lauren gets shot in the arm. Season three, Kieran almost dies and Lauren carries him. That works for me. I just, I just want, I just want Lauren carrying Kieran. I just want it. She's stronger than she looks. I, she can probably do it. Her and he's skinny as. Well, we've already discussed what parts of him are skinny, but anyway. Also, wait, just pointing out, is this one of Lauren's first kills? Is this the first person that she's killed? She shot the other guy when she was on the floor. Um, Okay, was that, I didn't see if that was like a killing shot. Either way, one of her first kills, like, and I'm not going to lie, I'm kind of shocked at how, I mean, you know, it'll probably come back to, she'll probably think about it a lot later in the future. But even though, like, they were about to die, I'm kind of surprised at how quickly she did it. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, uh, you know, the adrenaline's running. There's not much time to think. It's more just instinct. Yeah, I'm curious if we will get, like you said, Emma, I'm curious if we'll get, like, an afterthought where, you know, at some point when she's home or whatever, she's like, oh, my God, I can't believe I killed three people or whatever. Yeah, I'm curious if that will be if that will come to her or if, or if there'll be so much else going on that she won't even really have time to process that, you know, like who knows what else will have happened by the time this whole thing is over. So she tells him, and I think her arm is still on his shoulder, right? Pushing him. Nice. Nice. He's like, at this rate, we'll get shot by shot dead by one of your colleagues. Let's get moving. And she's shooting back. Kieran has his dagger in his arm. He's looking around and she says, how would we even get out? The APD must be circling the factory if the Phantom Scythe wasn't already. And she says, you heard the explosions. They're using the nitro as grenades. And Kieran is kind of like looking around. He's, he's looking outside the window. And, you know, you see the, the, the flames of the nitro. And he's like, yeah, seems like they're having a lot of fun up there. And he's, he's, he's narrowing. Oh, wait, what happened? Just realized. So Kieran's eyes are narrowed. And that's like a very cynical lion. I feel like he is... You know, he's cognizant of the the lack of morals that the Phantom Scythe has. And I think he's bitter, kind of bitter in that statement where he's like, yeah, they're having a lot of fun, like recognizing that the kind of, that the PS are probably kind of like enjoying killing those, killing people. And um, I know that's how I read his expression, at least that like, 
bitter cynicism where he's like, yeah, I'm part of this wicked organization where they like killing people. Mm -hmm. And he says, also, looks like no one has been able to reach that wing to stop them yet. <laughs> I'm surprised we haven't already risked a confetti because some idiot knocked over the wrong crate. And Lauren, while shooting again, so she's been shooting a lot of people. For all we know, she's been shooting many more people dead that we just haven't seen because she's shooting all the time. And she says, I suppose now is the moment when we volunteer for something that's going to get us killed again. <laughs> yep. He's like, all right, follow me. So it looks like they are going to try to stop whoever's throwing the nitro from the rooftop or that wing. So good for them. <laughs> this one wrong move and every single person in that building goes up in a huge explosion. They could, one of them could fall backwards onto the wrong crate and just, boom, everyone's dead. It's so nerve-wracking. <laughs> Even though I know that that's not going to happen because we still have another season to go, I'm just, I'm still sitting here thinking, what if? Like, they could still mm -hmm. set one off. Yeah, I'm like, here's to thinking that this entire place is going to blow up and they're going to find the tunnel. <laughs> yes 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 I, I, agree. I, I want that I want that I do okay because I literally thought tunnel theory was dead I'm pretty sure I even denounced it on podcast <laughs> but then I think it might have been the last episode someone made an offhand comment about like how the hell did the phantom scythe get here so quickly yes. <laughs> and I know it was the tunnels they got here with the tunnels I'm hoping that they did because I love that theory and it's i mean especially with like the time period it's based on like maybe even not tunnels maybe just even if it's just sewers like there's still you know they could have like the sewers in cities like that can take you around places i'm totally with that theory because it's in the batman book um it's in the batman book not the man who laughs what's the other one the killing joke no no it's in the man who laughs Anyway, so, which is mentioned in 38. So that whole story is predicated on the Joker poisoning the sewer system. And he's like, he also operates underground. So I'm totally convinced I'm the tunnel theory. Plus the fact that the messenger popped up out of nowhere and that we, you know, Lauren's like, oh, where'd he come from? For sure. I am sold on this theory. Mm -hmm. And Wood Factory and the Carmen Camellia are both Phantom Scythe uh, hotspots. So it makes sense for them to be connected like tunnels and that would be a perfect place for Radcliffe to escape to when he blows up his house he's like oh hi everyone hi thank you for coming thank you for coming I'm just gonna go pop into the bathroom for a real real quick he goes to the tunnel explodes everybody and he's safe and he can take the the circus crew with them I mean as far as we know Bella works in the circus and you know she's known to be like Radcliffe is probably an apostle if it like wasn't already confirmed enough um i think even was confirmed um so he knows that bella you know is an assassin who knows there could be other people in the circus that are assassins they could all be in the end working for this i suspect that kieran was also in the circus um there's a very in interestingly placed and shaped scar on one of his arms and like the same place where Bella has hers as her tattoo um so that is a possibility that he was in the circus and yeah the tunnels are actually there 
taking Redcliffe and just the circus with him shouldn't be that hard. Yeah, totally. So we're all on board. Great. <laughs> so now we go back to Will and Kim, who are standing behind at the corner of a container shooting. Lucas on top of them says, Hawks, Liddell, I have eyes on the APD. They've breached the front and are taking ground. Comes like, finally. And Will says, they'll storm the first floor soon. We need to move. What about Loon? I saw them leave. We don't have time for that. Says, Lucas, get up here. It'll be safer on the second floor. And he's extending his hand down to Kim. And then we have a tap tap. And Lucas is like, hurry up. And grabs Lauren's hand, uh, Kim's hand. And it's on the silhouetted against the white background. So it's you know, dramatic. And then suddenly shatter we see glass shatter and kim looks up and says randall behind you because people have just shattered in through the ceiling right they came in through the ceiling it looks like one of those buildings with the uh, glass like roofs like the domed ones possibly they probably just broke through that Mm -hmm. yeah makes sense since it's a glass factory (laughs) (laughs) yeah so we have like literally five people descending from the ceiling they don't even look like they have ropes they're just Spider-Man at this point and they're shooting and shoot Lucas gets shot in the arm while he is and they're like oh my god he's shot in two places and while he's holding on to Kim's hand and he is falling and Kim's face you see Kim's under him and she's like (gasps) and you know there's blood all over her as well and then we have a random Okay, you know, I actually didn't read what I said the, the first five times I read this episode. Randall. So, so it looks like Kim is screaming Randall, I think. And Lauren at that turns around because she hears the yell and she sees like all the way in the background, she sees them falling down and Will on the bottom. And she's like, oh my gosh. And she sees, you know, this is like gorgeous images of flying. Remember when Soph made this fan art of them flying down? Kind of reminds do. me of that. It does. One thing that I'm worried about is that Lucas, I mean this in like the nicest way I can, he is a side character and he's really not that important to the main story as far as we know. He doesn't have any plot armor. There's nothing saying he can't die. There's nothing that he needs to fulfill. Like Emma, his plot armor is the fandom. That's fair. fair. I mean, if he he died, I would be very upset. And that's why... Even though he was only shot in the arm, it looks like, possibly in the leg, I am extremely worried because there's nothing saying he can't get shot again. And yeah, I am very there's- worried, even though it was a minor, it was, you know, shot. he was shot in a minor spot. I'm worried. Yeah, I mean, like, well, the worst case scenario, he dies of blood loss, right? Because he the bullets don't hit any organs or anything so it's like he's not gonna die from organ failure or something like that it's just gonna be blood loss not yet he could get shot again so due to a accident that my son had when he was four i now know that there's something called an iliac vein and that is a major vein and if that doesn't close meaning if that is punctured that can result in death so yes that yeah like an actual thing that happens I yeah, I feel like that would have been established about Lucas if that was but, the case. Like someone would have mentioned it because that would have raised the stakes, for us, which would have made us care more. But I mean, it could come back in a. Thigh, so. It. I mean, I think that there's also an artery close to there, like a big artery. I think around the shoulder area. I may be wrong, but also F is a med student. Like she knows 
this stuff, she would know, you know, places where he could get hit that would seem like not, you know, not a terrible shot until later when you realize, oh, that's a big spot. And who knows? He may seem like he's fine, but then later on, after stuff's calmed down, realize he's not good. There's a ton of glass flying around them, and for all we know, he could have landed on one of them, you know, through his chest or something. And the other thing is, as we see, you know, so he's flying down, we see his face, there's tons of glass. Um, he ends up, like, he's over Kim, he doesn't move the rest of the episode. So that is not good. We haven't yeah. seen him move any, and I'm scared. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he broke something in that fall. At all, like he doesn't move his head, he doesn't do anything, and there's enough time for him to move. So, like, something happened to him. That's all I think. Even if he's fine, like getting shot in the shoulder there, falling, especially if he fell on something, like he could be permanently dispatched from work. Which mm-hmm. is, even though he doesn't seem to like it that much, I feel like he would still miss it a lot. But... Mm-hmm. I think he pretends not to like it. I think he does like it. <laughs> he yeah. joined the APD rather than doing another job for a reason. Like, I'm assuming, I think he really does like it, but he just pretends he doesn't. Him and Lucas falling from who knows how many feet or meters. Damn. Double homicide. <laughs> it's crazy. And yeah, she, Kim still has her like ammo bag attached. And, you know, just the it's so beautiful because all like the shards of glass are like dispersed and it's like falling throughout all the panels and it's really 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 like beautifully done and you know lauren's eyes are wide she is watching them and then there's these these ps members are like running rushing in will yells his mouth is wide open oh my baby and lauren at this point we see a pair of feet walking or and we know it's lauren and then somebody, we see a PS member grab Will by the shoulder and stick a gun in his face. And then we go back to the image of the feet running. So it's going back and forth. Now the feet first started and now they're running. And then we see Kim and, and Lucas land on the floor. Kim's on bottom. Lucas is kind of hunched over her. And we see the wound on his shoulder. And we see a bunch of PS people come in. And then again, another panel of Lauren running. And then Lauren has with this like super panic look on her face has her has her gun out and now the ps people have their guns trained on lucas and and kim and then lauren suddenly gets shot looks like on her shoulder i think arm or shoulder either way probably not a vital spot and i am sitting one of the same places that you lucas was shot yet i am not afraid of her dying because she won't mm-hmm. she's got they, they can't they kill they can't kill her up now like she's she's got more character development to go through there's more of the story and she is like the mainest of the main four the mainest character i like that <laughs> mm-hmm. oh boy Oh my gosh. Yeah, she's like already kind of falling sideways at this point. And now we see Will, who has a gun in his face. It's all, you can tell it's all happening in like a matter of seconds, all of this, which is really cool. Cause I know that, like, I don't know if you ever had this, but if you ever had like a crazy tense situation, like you'll time slows down. And what seems, what really is only a matter of seconds, it just like goes so slowly. So that's the impression we get here, you know? Mm -hmm. And Will, you know, just like looks back 
and you see what he sees. You see that he sees Lauren being shot and like starting to fall down. And then you see the crash where she's fallen down. And it looks like some boxes have also fallen down with her. Okay. And he goes, he huffs and he sees the gun that she was holding fall down. And then it seems like he gives up because he closes his eyes. This panel hurts me so badly. I saw it and I started crying because it hurts me. Especially the panels after this of him. I just, just he saw like one of the only people that was that was helping them out, like get shot down for all he knows, could be dead. He's, mm-hmm. you know, his one of his best friends is literally on the floor with another one of his best friends held at gunpoint he's held a gunpoint. There's literally nothing left for him to do, and he's just given up. I'm so sad. I was like, Will, don't do it. Don't give up. I hate that attitude. (laughs) The panel of him looking at the gun barrel right in front of his face. Oh, my God. I just, it hurts me. His eyes look His eyes are so empty. His eyes look absolutely nothing for him really so somebody Anywhere. wrote something on discord that was amazing i um, think i i think i know what you're talking about i think yeah, I'm archive, of, I archive 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 oh. or osprey yep so she wrote this of course she did be sad people okay at least he'd go down fighting this is what he's thinking at least he'd go down here with his closest friends kim fighting till the end at least they'd go down together instead of her dying alone at least the APD found the nitroglycerin, saved so many lives, even if they don't get out of their lives. At least Loon is on our side, and I didn't have to arrest another best friend. At least he never had to marry Darcy. At least he never had to watch yeah, priorities. <laughs> At least he died honoring the Hawks family legacy. He couldn't imagine a better place to die. <laughs> I, okay, I that? saw that. I saw that. I saw that, like, when she first sent it. Um, she sends me painful stuff sometimes and I man that part like if I that was what made me really start crying for the night and then I was just that it hurts so badly because that is very likely what he is thinking like he's you know if he's gonna die at least he's there with his one of his you know didn't have to see his mom die he didn't have to you know be forced into a marriage at least you know mm-hmm. they the APD found an extra at least that that will save hopefully many people yeah like he's just Stoke did an amazing job you can see in his expressions that he's already making just amends in his mind he's trying to accept it as he safe. looks like he's ready to die like, he probably wasn't expecting to, but I think he's just, in this moment, he's preparing for it. Like, just, And it's, oh, heart-wrenching. But Kim does not adopt this attitude. Kim, even with a gun pointed at her face, with Lucas, like, hunched on top of her, with several people standing around her, she is, she is, has her grip on the barrel of the gun and she is trying to wrest it away or move it or something. She's like, she's, I think she's trying up. to protect Lucas as well. I mean, as herself, but as well as Lucas, like she's just trying to keep it away from them. This situation, like, especially considering that, because I can picture it almost in my head, 
like a 3D area of everything happening. Like Lauren realizing that she probably won't get there in time to, you know, help them out. Will just giving up. Lucas, for all we know, unconscious, possibly dead. Kim, like still trying. She's trying to fight through of it, but I don't think that she can. Mm-hmm. Um, going back through this, I am once again bringing up how worried I am for them. Oh my gosh. Yeah, but I have to say, I admire Kim so much. I love that attitude of like never giving up, perseverance in the face of, you know, extreme danger, fighting back. I love that kind of character and personality. And I'm so proud of Kim for never giving up. I, it's fun. yeah. Saying this again, Kim is, I think, my favorite of the main four. She's the only one with a brain cell. And she's just, people underestimated her a lot because they label her as just the, you know, Fun, like the like the character that's just there for the comedy and the character that likes watermelon but there's like she's got so much to her and like such a great personality and she's just such a great character and I feel like people always underestimate her fire I, I was I was not surprised at all to see her doing this she doesn't never struck me as a kind of person to give up whereas will is perfectly in character Honestly, like one of the things that I, not, not regret, but the, the character growth that Will has to do is to develop a backbone, right? And stand up to his father and, and live his own life and learn to, to say no and, you know, do what he wants. So the fact that he gives up easily is totally in line with his character. And I'm not saying give up easily. Like it's a very reasonable response, right? It's not like he's giving up, you know, before this started, like, but I'm not surprised at each of their reactions, I feel like just this situation here shows a lot about their character especially how they do in special situations and you can see like Kim is the type of person who will you know probably until she dies will try to fight back as much as she can will kind of you know just at that point has given up because he and uh we don't know much about Lauren and Karen yet faced in like almost you know certain debt like Though I don't think that Will and Kim will die. Um, they, as far as I know, they will die. Like they're being held at gunpoint. And I kind of hope to see Lauren and Kieran in the same situation as well. Because just for the reason of seeing how they handle situations like this. Well, I mean, I think they react. They both have quick reflexes and also you know, quick thinking and, and from, from what they did at the beginning and from what they're going to do now, I think they're, you know, also like fighters and don't give up and react quickly to try to, you know, take action. So anyway, Lauren yells at this point. We don't hear her yell, but we see her mouth open. So we don't know if she's actually vocalizing, but her mouth is wide open and she's like, ah! and you see that clicked, right? With the focus on the gun. So the gun that's aimed at Kim is clicking so like death is imminent and at this point there's a foosh past Lauren we see somebody obviously it must be Kieran pick up the pistol that Lauren had dropped aims it and then we have bang bang and then we see all five PS members get shot in the head right away simultaneously and we have a this gorgeous gorgeous illustration of Kieran 
with his shirt. <laughs> Someone that this titty with no shirt, which I don't like that phrase, but whatever. But it's very it is amusing. And the, the fire is coming out of the pistol. And Lauren's looking in like complete shock and like just like what had just happened here. And she's, you know, you see the panel of her behind him and shock. And then the last panel is of Kieran looking down. So I'm guys, very, I'm very annoyed that his hair is covering his eyes because I want to see if he has the same um in episodes where he has killed people before you can kind of see how his eyes go dull like kind of a gray color and I want to see if they are that color it reminds me of the Kieran panels at the end of the prologue right do you remember that when it's like he has blood on his I think he has some blood right but his hair is covering his eyes however in the prologue he's smiling here he is not the, the panel before he smiles, I know because I actually drew this panel, um, he has a very like wistful, nostal- nostalgic look on his face. And that does remind me of the face he has now. It's kind of like a regretful face, a thoughtful face. And like, we all think, we know there's a reason he doesn't shoot with a gun. We don't know why. Like some people have speculated that he uses blades because this allows him to like really get up close and personal. So he can never like sterilize what he's doing so he always knows okay i'm killing someone so that he remains human and like the impact remains there i think there also could be trauma with guns maybe his family was killed with guns maybe he was abused with guns like maybe he was forced to kill people with guns some people say he was forced to kill maybe dylan with a gun so but his face definitely reflects some kind of negative emotion i think some kind of like like oh my gosh like some kind of emotional impact to me it looks like his expression to me feels like disappointment in himself like I feel like maybe for Kieran he feels like guns are just dirty right like what guns are associated with that just using guns is a cheat almost because of how easy it is to kill someone with one and so because it's so like long distance maybe he feels like someone should get someone should deserve to have a chance to fight back because with a gun what chance do you really have right and also like duels it just feels unfair to him even though he has a knife or something like because if he came if he came up to them using a sword the ps people could anticipate it and they would have a fighting chance however he just shot them straight like no chance at all and to him maybe it just feels dirty yeah so do you guys want to talk about the like significance of Kieran stepping in and doing this for Lauren for them well he promised right that they wouldn't get hurt I have a feeling that that promise will come in even more later because it seems like he is taking it very seriously and I feel like he would go as far to get seriously hurt to protect them because in a way that this this is getting them caught up in his stuff even if he isn't you know directly the one putting up the the nitroglycerin I feel like he would still in a way kind of associate himself with that and he may get seriously injured trying to protect them Yeah, Kieran overcame 
whether it was trauma or some moral reason or whatever, he overcame his, his habit or his stance or whatever of not using guns instinctively. And he just did it in a second. He saw Lauren was, you know, this whole thing looked like it happened like two seconds. He saw Lauren ran away to save her friends, got shot, fell down, and he swoops in, picks up the gun and does five amazingly precise headshots from like a distance away. So we know he's skilled. I know somebody in the Discord mentioned they're like, oh, they, they did a panel of a little bit earlier where Lauren's like, oh, he can't shoot because he picks up a gun. So I always interpreted that as, oh, he can't shoot because we're in nitro place, right? And he ends up um like using the gun to bash someone's head in or whatever. But this person thought that they, like he can't shoot meant like he actually doesn't know how to shoot. And I was like, yeah, that, that's interesting. Maybe, maybe Lauren didn't even think he knew how to use a thought, like didn't even think he knew how to use a gun. But clearly he does know how to use a gun and quite well. Honestly, I doubt that Karen won't know how to use a gun because he, d- like, in his discussion with Bella, it's more like them using um, blades is more of a choice, but they could switch to guns if they wanted, but they just prefer, you know, blades. And honestly, I don't think the PS would equip their best assassin with no sharp shooting skills whatsoever. Because, right. like, you know, maybe he, because the PS, Kieran is an investment, right? It takes time and resources to create like an amazing assassin, which Kieran is. And so I feel like the PS would want to prepare their best assassins for like any scenario whatsoever. And that scenario could very well include them not having access to their regular weapons, which in that case, they would have to improvise. And Kieran did not have access to blades here. Okay, So like... I mean, I, I think he had his knives, maybe, but like in this That's moment, unlimited supply. <laughs> yeah, 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 limited supply. But in this moment, the gun was his best option. So I wouldn't be surprised if it's if he's been in other missions where this was the case as well, because like you know, guns are just such a more common weapon <laughs> nowadays for them. I mean, considering how many actual weapons there are out there, I wouldn't be surprised if he knows how to use other ones as well. Like, I mean, even though they're probably not as well known, like, I don't even know, but I'm sure that he knows how to use a lot more weapons than just just a sword and a gun. Especially since, like, over seven, like, we don't know when he was taken in, really, but probably over 10 years maybe a little less and that's a lot of time to learn how to use a weapon and use it well especially if that is all of your all you're doing all day yeah i am so like i'm moved by this moment because to me it symbolizes that kieran cares it's two things. It's both his relationship with Lauren that is prompting him to do this. And like you said, the promise he made and the fact that he doesn't want Lauren to get hurt. But I think there's also an element of he himself has grown to care about Will and Kim and Lucas even, <laughs> and doesn't want them to get hurt from his own side. But yeah, it's, it's amazing. And like, it's emotional development. It's him stepping up to the plate, showing people his human side, his kindness, and it is wonderful. This episode is, I think, a new favorite of mine, even though I cannot decipher half of what's happening in it because of all the action. Just seeing 
all of their reactions and just like the suspense of it and the music in this episode and just seeing this whole episode is just such an amazing episode even with how stressful and anxious it is mm-hmm. yeah like after a few misses with like um with this arc this episode hit and it hit really well i'm honestly kind of glad that uh even though it was not a fatal shot I was kind of talking, I was talking to some people, like, I was saying how I wanted, at this point, I wanted someone significant to get shot because of all of the cliffhangers and buildup we've been having, and I don't want all of that to, like, end up coming out to nothing. And, like, even though one of the characters is getting hurt and getting shot is a big thing, I felt like it would be kind of a waste of all these cliffhangers and suspense if nothing big did happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this kind of this kind of got that yeah. need. Now it actually feels like the story is going upward, and it feels like the story deserves to go upward because before it was just like it felt forced. Mm-hmm. Like the arc before this episode, like the middle of the arc felt really forced, like. I don't know. I feel like the whole them arresting Loon was just unnecessary drama filler because literally it just made their lives worse and was such an illogical choice like from any of them. <laughs> like man, I I still love PH, but that moment has me like that's I'm still like what the hell? <laughs> that made no sense. Well, maybe I'm going to assume that it's going to come into play later, whether they go back to the office and it's like, well, let's try to pretend nothing happened. And then Kim confronts her, but I'm going to assume that it's going to connect to something later. Like it's not going to just be left alone like that. Mm-hmm. I just, because uh, like, uh, I mean, I can see it coming back, but also in the moment where it really matters for the story to make sense, like, it doesn't make sense because literally if Kim didn't arrest Lauren or try to arrest Lauren they wouldn't be stuck in this situation right now so it's like it's frustrating that because although this is a great episode it did spawn from it it would have been avoided had the characters been making logical decisions and I think that annoys me (laughs) Well, that's the great thing about being human. We do not make logical decisions all the time. It's I, I, There's like so many times I read a story and I just yell at the characters. I'm like, why are you doing this? But yeah, that's what happens when you're an omniscient reader and you're not the character and you don't have all those feelings and the history and the emotions. And yep. <laughs> I do admit that I do often get upset at characters for the actions that they do, even though I don't know like the reason behind it. And it's kind of, and it makes me realize that, oh yeah, these characters aren't like me. They do stuff that I would not do. Yeah, but I don't know. I feel like, because in PH, usually there's like always some sort of justification behind everything. 
and I think there because, was sufficient just yeah there is justification but there's also stakes right there are stakes presented to us in this arc and we know about the nitro and like every time these like that's what the middle part of this arc suffered from it suffered because it presented us with stakes but then those stakes were either disregarded dismissed or completely ignored like the the arc started off fine but then it really really staggered in the middle and it was just frustrating to read and I think a lot of people like when I started bringing that up I got a lot of like agreement on that because we just didn't get any payoff with it and then like you know it just got frustrating at some points to read and I think it's yeah of course we're going to get frustrated at characters for stuff but I don't think it can we can maintain being frustrated at a story for an entire arc because then people are just gonna lose interest so what um do you want to end the episode with your predictions or guesses for next episode um i think that um it's kind of a tough one because there's so many possibilities mm-hmm I feel like I, looking at Soph's Instagram stories, she said it's going to be two times as long as like a yeah. normal episode. That's why I'm taking a break for this week. But also, I think she also said it's not going to be as like suspenseful, but she likes it better. And I'm kind of worried. But yeah, I don't know. There's so many possibilities for how things could go. I don't have much that I can be sure of. what will happen next Hmm? Uh, well i agree with sorry uh mindy i think your mic is cutting out a bit i agree with emma like i'm not even gonna try to theorize yeah me neither too many possibilities yeah i'm gonna take what comes and be excited (laughs) well thank you so so much for coming on this was great if you can't tell i'm some reason falling asleep so (laughs) Thank you so, so much. This was fantastic. Super exciting. So happy we got to do this together. And I'm glad I got to uh, do one of my favorite episodes. Thank you for having us. This is great. <laughs> yep. Okay. I will catch you later. Good night. Good night. Good night. Sleep well, you guys. Thank you so much to my current patrons, Susie, Lady Libris, Lily, Jenny, Haley, One and Only Taco, Elizabeth, Maria, Molly, Veronica, Emily, Emily, Joe Rochelle, Dahlia, Saucy Tuggles, Meg, Anne Rose, Priya, Alex, Misty, Laura, Joanne, Patty, Jen, Imelda, Shannon, Esther, and I'm watching you. Your support is truly appreciated.